Welcome to the Treble Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Thompson, audiologist and founder of Treble Health. This podcast is supported by treblehealth.com, the nation's leading telehealth service for tinnitus and hearing loss treatment. Thank you for being here on our podcast and make sure to subscribe to get our newest episodes sent straight to you. Let's get ahead with today's episode. Hello, my name is Dr. Ben Thompson. Welcome to the Treble Health Podcast. Today we are here with Steve. Steve was diagnosed with tinnitus. He went to get a hearing test and it showed his hearing was in the normal range. Steve, we're here today to learn about your success story with tinnitus. What went on during this journey? What you used to help you get better? What kind of tools did you lean on? And ultimately where you are today. So first, welcome. And why don't you start by telling us back when this all started, how many months ago was that? And what were your initial symptoms when this all started? Yeah, hi, good morning, Ben. So it started for me back in January of 2022, so eight months ago now. Uh, I went to bed one night and woke up the next morning with a buzz in my head and my ears, and I was fine. I didn't have any, you know, I wasn't exposed to any loud music the night before. It was just a regular night for me. And I woke up and I, I had this clogged feeling in my nose, like I was stuffy and a clogged feeling in my, my ears. And, and I kind of brushed it off as like, oh, I'm hearing this kind of sound, but it's it was more for me like, oh, this is like a, a cold coming on. And, you know, at first I didn't really think too much of it. I figured, well, once I clear my sinuses, this kind of buzz will, will kind of dissipate. And over time, about a week later, my nose got better and, and my sinuses were better, but the sound kind of remained. And that's kind of where I, I kind of started getting a little worried about it. And what do you do in your professional life? Well, I'm a, uh, I'm a pharmacist and I, I work in the pharmaceutical industry. So as, a, as that professional, perhaps that gave you a certain lens or a certain perspective of, okay, let's look at the evidence. Let's look at the research. Let's look at the science. How did that process go at the beginning? Yeah, it wasn't just my my science background, my medical background. I actually have been exposed to tinnitus my whole life. My dad has Meniere's disease. And so growing up, I had, knew, had a sense of what tinnitus was. He experienced it. And even when I was a little kid, I remember saying, oh, I I would hate to have that. So it was always in my conscious that, you know, ringing in the, in the ears was something that my family member and even my mother has it now experienced. So that was the initial, like kind of got me worried because I knew it was kind of a serious condition and tends to not go away for some people. And it just was very troubling to hear. So that was kind of like the, the basis for, I think knowing so much about it, like really made it kind of worse because I started thinking more about it and then kind of getting nervous and associating such a negative you know mindset towards it. And then- We wanted to record this because you've watched other success stories and you told me before we started that you wanted to pass on that goodwill and share your story. Let's go to that, those first few months of, I have tinnitus, I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. I'm hoping it gets better very quickly, but then after weeks pass, did it get better? Did it not? Did it get worse? Walk us through those first few months and what you experienced and what you ended up doing in terms of taking action. Yeah. So it, it kind of slow, slowly snowballed into getting worse and worse. And I, the more I thought about it, the more it became more prevalent. And so those first couple of weeks were pretty bad. And I would say it just got worse from there. And it got so bad that I really couldn't concentrate anymore at work. I would say consume 95% of my day. The sound seemed to be getting louder. It's all I could think about. I stopped eating. I did not sleep very well. And it just kind of snowballed from there. My emotional state, my mental state was in bad shape. I was depressed, you know, to be honest with you. And I I never really had experienced depression before until this set, set in. 
And it just kind of got worse and worse to the point where I could no longer function and I had to go on medical leave at work. I just could not concentrate. And I found myself like at a loss. And that's when I reached out and then did a lot of, you know, doing my research and looking up. I found you, I found others and, you know, gave me a sense of hope and that, you know, things could get better. And slowly they did. The action I took was to kind of just start looking into the positive stories, like you mentioned, that really was important to know that it was possible to get better. And I think that was really the turning point is once I believed that I can get better, that's when it started to happen. And it probably took, I would say around April. So for like four months into first getting it, where I started to see some glimmer of hope. That hope helped you change your perspective. But we know that tinnitus is not only a belief or in this psychological space that it does take time and there is this neuroplasticity that can happen. Certain tools, techniques, approaches can facilitate that process. What did you do in terms of your new behaviors, the new technology you used, the new mindset you had? How did that affect you day to day moving forward now that we're in this period of, I have the problem, I'm inspired to take action, what am I gonna do? Yeah. So understanding what tinnitus retraining therapy was from, from hearing it through from your videos and doing some research about how folks did get better and understanding how you need to kind of distract your mind away from it. And the tools that I used was sound therapy. And it started off as just a sound generator in the room, masking it, but understanding that you don't want to mask it fully. You want to kind of hear it, but just below that sound. And so it would allow me to kind of calm down a little bit, right? I found that it worked, but it wasn't really something I couldn't take the sound generator with me everywhere. And I had to, you know, was moving around. In fact, when this first happened in February, I went on vacation. It was just a miserable time. But I thought that the sound generators on the ear level would be something that would give me more confidence. And actually it did. I got ear level sound generators that did were programmed to my tinnitus range. And it just made me relax and calm down. Like I had some protection, if you will. I had some way to remove the constant focus on it. And it was, that was, I think also was such an important part. And of course, talking to, uh, in this, in this case, I had Suzanne was assigned to me as my audiologist from Triple Health and just having that person who had the experience and really gave me the confidence that I could get better. And she answered a million questions. I must've had like so many questions for her over those first couple of weeks. And we, you know, went through what I was experiencing and, you know, it was just that confidence that I could get better and that I had the tools to help me distract my mind. And I really think that so much of it is, there is an element to that neuroplasticity where you start thinking away from it or through it, past it. And then over time, it kind of just increased that the time where I wasn't thinking about it grew from like 95% was right here to like little by little. And I just started getting more and more confident. I'm happy to hear that. So the combination of technology providing sound therapy treatment and the expert audiologist answering a lot of questions, reducing that anxiety, getting out of those negative thinking loops. Would you say those were the two main tools that carried you through to where you are now? Yep. And I absolutely. I also added CBT. So I, I did download the CBT app on Cinetis for to help me cope with, you know, some of the tools to help me distract my monitor and to stay positive and not to get caught in that loop of of, of constant negative thinking and, and only just amplified it worse. It was hard, man. It wasn't easy. Obviously it, it did take some time, but again, like the, the sound generators allowed me to look past it. And then the confidence from knowing that people do get better. Most people do get better and understanding the habituation process does take time. I allowed myself at first, you know, I, I wanted it to get better immediately the next day and, and it's not getting better. And I kept on, you know, 
putting pressure on myself to improve immediately every day. And it wasn't possible. And I realized I had to extend my allowance for improvement, knowing that it does take six months, 18 months, in some cases longer. So I had to kind of step back and say, okay, give me a month from now and I'll check back and see how I'm doing. That allowed me to kind of calm down. And over time, I did see that improvement. And so I hated to hear from Suzanne say, you're doing great. You're going to get better and promise, you know, kind of promise that it will get better. And, And so it was really something that I relied on. This is a short break from today's video to announce the Tinnitus Guide by Treble Health. Do you want to learn about the newest tinnitus treatments and management tips? Click the link in the description of this video to get your free copy of the Tinnitus Guide by Treble Health. Tinnitus is different than most medical conditions because of the time frame that it takes to to rehabilitate, right? So a wrist injury, a knee injury, those are typically weeks to months, but not as long as tinnitus habituation. And working in, in, in pharmacy, working with medications, you probably see a much quicker change or a much quicker impact on the intervention or the treatment. Whereas what the audiology community, what we know at Treble Health is the timeline that can happen. So you might be freaking out thinking it's been a month. I don't feel any different or I barely feel better. This must not be working. And the professional who has a lot of more experience and knowledge of the full timeline of this says, well, Steve, you're doing everything that you need to. And that result after a month, it's not a bad thing. Just give it more time because what we see is those who give it more time and stay true to the treatment end up having a really good result. So I do think that's really important to share to our audience who's listening. Talk us through the maybe challenges you had or the perspective you had about tinnitus maskers. So the the ear level sound generators, they're also called tinnitus maskers. We highly recommend them at Treble Health. We work with them via telehealth. One can also get them through a local clinic. There are different ways to get these devices. It's not only the technology itself, but how it's programmed by the audiologist based on your hearing and your needs. So tell us about how you ended up making the decision of, okay, I'm going to try tinnitus maskers. And then what were those initial days or weeks like? I originally, like I said, I started off with the sound generator in my room and then I went on vacation and I couldn't take it with me. And I just had a really bad time. It was really at the height of, of the tinnitus kind of the trap that I was in and that, that stress, distress syndrome. And I, I just talked to my wife and she said, when we get back, you get those sound generators and you'll have, you know, you'll be able to stay in a room. I always remember sitting in the restaurant and, you know, it was just so, I was listening to crickets. I love the crickets were in that high frequency range and I would, I had some kind of relief. And then when I was in this restaurant with those people, it, it did not have that. And I just said, well, I need to get to the point where I could take them with me and have that confidence that I could, you know, mask it to the point where I could look past it and start engaging with the people around me. And so it was when I got back from vacation, I made the appointment with you and we we had that discussion. And and over time, I said, I think it's best to do that. And, you know, they're they're so discreet, you can't even see them when they're in my ears. And I didn't have any problem with that. I know some people are concerned about that, but the way the technology is now, they're so small, it wasn't even an issue for me. I just was really caring about getting better. And I knew that that was one way that I could get better quicker. Do you have them with you? Yeah, I have it. Yep, I do. Yeah, size is something that is perhaps a reason people don't try them. Let me ask you this. There can be this misconception that if I get those medical devices for tinnitus on my ears, then I'm wearing them forever. Then I'm giving up to tinnitus. I'm admitting I'm losing. I'm putting the white flag in the air and I'm saying, okay, I'm now going to have to use sound therapy forever. But that's not the case. Was that the case in your experience? Tell us about that. No, not at all. And I'm glad you said that because, you know, that was something that I had initially thought, but I was reassured by Suzanne and others that it really is just a a way to get you past this, this stage. 
And it's true. I did wear them and written it initially 12 hours a day. And I did that for weeks and weeks. And then I slowly, you know, added some time where I didn't need them. I didn't have them on. And I would say it went from 12 hours a day to like maybe eight hours a day, then four hours a day until maybe once or two hours a day. And where I am now is I technically don't even put them in unless I'm having a really bad day. For some reason, I need to to put them on just to kind of mask a little bit. But the truth is, it was just a, a way to get me to a point where I don't need them. And it's the truth. I mean, and so, yeah, I wouldn't worry about thinking it's a long-term thing. For me, once you habituate, putting them back in is almost a, a reminder that you that you have it. And almost it's like, I don't even need to do that anymore. You know, So important. So important to share that that's the end result we're going for, which we call habituation. We're going to put up an image on the screen right now. Steve, you and I are going to talk about this for a moment. And viewers at home, take notes here. Try to read these stages. These are the four stages of habituation. At Treble Health, we connect expert audiologists with patients like Steve. And what we do, Steve, as you know, is we guide you through these stages of habituation. Stage one being the most intense, the most severe, the highest awareness of tinnitus, the most worry, anxiety about the condition, often accompanied by loss of sleep or appetite. Now, as the stages go from one to two to three to four, Stage four is that habituated state. Tinnitus is rarely noticed. We're quickly able to redirect attention away from it when we hear it. Full emotional acceptance, it no longer elicits negative feelings or thoughts. Talk to us about the timeline that you went through to go from stage one to stage two to stage three, and where are you today? So I would say I was in stage one for about three and a half months to four months. It was when I went on vacation the second time in April, and it was the first time. At that time, I had my sound generator, ear level sound generators on, and it was at that time I started noticing for the first time I didn't hear it. That was in April, and so that was probably a state where stage two, where I was experiencing moments, if it was a minute or two, where I forgot about it, and, I, and it was that was really the point, the turning point for me is going to stage two, you know, and then that just extended over time. I would say where I am now, eight months in, I'm probably somewhere between stage three and four. There are times where it still kind of annoys me. I haven't really figured out what it is that triggers it more than other days. I could be lack of sleep, could be stress. I think it definitely is those things. From one to two for me about three to four months and then from two to three another two months and where i kind of am now between three and four what can happen is that if you did nothing it would take more time to go between stages and you might not actually get to stage four but understanding what treatments are out there understanding what therapies are out there reaching out for help which is what we provide which is how we got connected of course can only expedite this process to make it as quick and easy as possible but you know, this is not a quick or easy process, right? So tell us yeah. some advice you might have to someone who's in stage one or stage two, and maybe they haven't tried much or similar to you, they've just used their phone or a speaker for some sound therapy. They're not quite sure what they should be doing with it. And they, they've gotten a hearing test. They've been to an ENT doctor, but they're, they're kind of on an island trying to figure it out by themselves. What kind of advice would you have, whether that's tinnitus maskers, connecting with a professional, or doing something on one's own? What kind of advice would you have for that individual? I would say if you're in stage one right now, I was there. I know exactly what it's like. And just know that it will 
get better. It does get better. It just takes time and give your, allow yourself that time. Do all the above, have the sound generators, have the, have the sound therapy, talk to someone who knows about the condition and who could kind of give you the confidence that you will get better. And it was really, to me, it was a combination of all those things and really staying positive and telling myself it's not that bad. It could, it will be better. And it was until it was when I was relaxed and calmed down from that hyper awareness. That's when I was had those periods. And I remember I was sitting in a restaurant the first time it ever happened. I was in a restaurant because at this up until this point, it's been it was always right there in the forefront. And it was always like there. I just got lost in the conversation. And I caught myself with wait, I didn't hear it for the last minute. That was the point I said, Okay, it's possible. It's going to happen. It's going to happen to me because it happened to so many other people. Just know it could take Give yourself the time. Don't put a timeline on yourself. And that gets more frustrating. And it doesn't always get better in time. It goes gets better. And then it get, you have a bad, a couple of bad days. I've been through that cycle a number of times to know that when I do have a couple of days where it's kind of annoying more than it, it was, that it will get better. And it, and it does. So you have to experience that, but just know that doing the right thing is staying positive, you know, distracting your brain. I was telling my, I was, I think you have to ignore it what, how to cure it is to ignore it. I know it's not, it's easier said than done, but you really do have to not think of it, not think through it. And I, I wanted to tell people because when I first was listening to these success stories all the time, I was like, what does it sound like now? What did it sound like before? And like, you know, we had these numbers, we assigned numbers to the, the, the loudness. I would say that I was kind of fortunate. I don't think it was always so loud. I would say it was probably around a five or six. And now it's about like a one or two on some days. What that means is like this perception of the sound is definitely lower. It really is for me. And I, I think it only happened because of that ability to stop focusing on it and stop thinking of it. And eventually your brain kind of just puts it out of its out of my awareness. And that that's what, what will happen. It does happen. And I just stick with it and don't, you know, don't, don't put so much pressure on yourself that it has to get better tomorrow because that's impossible. It does take time. Anything to do with neurological system in your brain takes time to correct. Steve, thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm here recording this from a sound treated booth and I appreciate you sharing this from your home. If anyone's listening out there, please leave us a comment. If this was helpful, please leave a comment on YouTube. Helpful. Steve, thank you again for sharing your time. If anyone would like professional guidance or tinnitus maskers, please find us at treblehealth.com and our team of telehealth audiologists can help you. Steve, thank you so much again. Have a nice one. Thanks, Ben. You too. Thank you for watching today's video with Treble Health. Check out our next video by clicking the button on this screen or another recommended video. And if you're not already, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks so much. See you on the next video. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ben Thompson. If you have two minutes, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a five-star review on the Apple podcast platform for the Treble Health podcast. Thank you for your time. And if you need any services for tinnitus or hearing aids, please head over to treblehealth.com and our team of expert audiologists will be able to help you via telehealth. Have a great one and see you soon.